Welcome to Faked, an original podcast highlighting the underground world of counterfeit illegal items around the world and how to spot them. Whether you're traveling the world or buying online, Faked will be your guide. With your host, Joseph Rowan, you'll explore the many ways counterfeiters can pull off disguising everyday consumer items as the genuine good. Welcome back to Faked. This is episode four. This is going to be an episode to watch out for as we are going to be going over fake Rolexes. This was inevitably going to be in our quiver because this is one of the most faked um, products on earth. I mean, this is something that goes one-on-one with counterfeit items like everybody talks about. The Folex, the Stolex, and the genuine Rolex because they are... Heavily produced every year, um, and essentially everywhere you go where you can purchase fake items, they're going to have Rolexes. I mean, when you're in Canal Streets in New York City, this is the thing that they talk about. They talk about Rolex, 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 you know, that they're going to come up, they're going to say watches, they're going to, but realistically, they're talking about uh, Rolexes, which the counterfeit ones are called Folexes, or at least that's the, the lingo, um, that people have used Stolexes are real Rolexes that have been stolen that are they're hawking for you know a, a smaller price there than the the multi thousand dollar real genuine Rolexes that you'd buy from a reputable industry uh, which you would receive a warranty I believe lifetime on that um, you're not gonna get that from a Stolex so just some things to consider next time you are in a predicament where you're looking at buying a Folex a Stolex and a genuine Rolex so. Let's jump in. Just like anything, we need to know what makes a Rolex so expensive and so desirable to recreate. Okay, Rolexes, wa- Rolex watches uh, cost a lot to design. That's kind of number one here. Watchmaking is a demanding profession, and those uh, models um, are the best example. You know, Rolexes—they're the creme de la creme. I believe they aren't the top of the line, but they're the, the most known. There are some extravagant one, but I think you get uh, diminishing returns on those because Rolexes, they're an engineering just giant. These are very, very well-crafted machines. Uh, a Rolex watch has very, very high in-house development costs in design and craftsmanship. It not only costs a lot to develop the design of the movements and assemble them, but the materials used in the actual construction are very expensive materials. You're talking about Platinum, you're talking about a, a special quartz glass that magnifies just things that are just very, very expensive to procure. So Rolex even has its own R&D lab development, uh, several of them actually. Uh, these are well-equipped and highly professional facilities. They spend their time developing more efficient manufacturing methods, but also new techniques to kind of keep ahead of the curve in the watch game. So they're always bettering their process, which takes a lot of money, takes a lot of employment, takes a lot of ingenuity. Okay. They even employ some highly sophisticated and sensitive pieces of like kit, like electron microscopes and gas spectrometers. As the part can be pretty small, it is important that the materials used are up to the task. They're stress room tests, individual parts. Um, to literal destruction. So they stress test a lot of these uh, materials that are just smaller and very, very delicate. 
So it's it's very interesting the process that goes into what makes a Rolex so expensive. Okay, so number two, let's jump in. Uh, mechanical watches are expensive to build. That's just that's just what it is. Mechanical watch movements are just not the th- cheapest things to make. Um, it's because most of the parts are so small. I don't know if you've ever seen um, kind of a watch documentary. I know that sounds pretty dry, but it is very interesting because they have to use these very very uh, small tools in order to man- manipulate the items. So they're like, they're small um, tongs, I guess you could call them, just really small tongs to to move sm- the smallest gear you'll ever see in your life. It is insane how small these things are, but they do that. They've got multiple like um, telescopic lenses on their eyes all fit towards thousand times, you know, magnifying. It's, it's completely ridiculous, but, uh, you know, these take a very, very fine tuned hand because you cannot be shaking during that or else, you know, the whole process isn't going to work. So most, um, of the watches and the materials are polished and finished by hand. Um, uh, and then also factor in that they are made in Switzerland with its higher labor costs, uh, that's where the overhead costs come into. So um, they also, they spare no expense, okay? Mr. Hammond of Image or Engine would blush at the lengths Rolex go to when building a single watch. The materials are very expensive. Rolex, for example, tends to use 904L steel, which is leagues ahead of even most luxury market equivalents. Uh, which I guess they would tend to use 316L steel. You may have to do your research on what that means. Um, I just saw that it was a type of steel that they use. I'm not sure what these uh, the differences in in strength or if it's just the procurement process that makes it harder because I think steel is like an alloy. Um, this makes them harder, shinier, and also more expensive by default. Dials tend to be made of white gold and bezels tend to be ceramic. The numbers themselves are sandblasted platinum. So all of the materials that go into a real Rolex are expensive, as I believe Cardi B would say. Um, Rolex, uh, just the company in general, uh, is control freaks. Okay, as previously mentioned and proved positive, when handling one, their quality team is unparalleled. When you compare one of their competitors like uh, Tag Heuer or Omega, they do stand a cut above these manufacturers. And that's why the price can be a little bit more intimidating. Okay. It is obvious that they are at least worth the price tag. They also hold their value very well on the resale market, providing they are genuine, of course. Uh, Rolexes make between 800,000 and 1 million hand watches per year. So, that just shows, you know, the amount of process that it takes to make a single watch. Um, it's, it's crazy. So they have a lot of hands in here. And no pun intended, I guess. But they've got a lot of human hands in there producing these, which just translates to labor, and that labor can't be cheap. Okay? Every single part of the production process is quality controlled, and you'd expect from a luxury item. Okay? You'd expect this. Rolex even controls the melting down of precious metals like gold and silver, that they use in their products. So they are saving a little bit by, you know, vertically integrating some of the process of procuring this. 
uh, and you know they're not buying direct from a gold manufacturer they are doing it themselves so this all of that put all that together okay and that is what produces such a pristine product that fosters in this huge price tag um and and we'll talk about some some of the more high-end ones the ones that uh nearly can't be faked because they're so um the market is so constricted you, you know maybe they only make four a year you can't produce something where everybody knows they make four a year you know of a of a certain type of rolex so of course you can't be you know mass producing these and sell, selling them on the side of the road that'd be silly okay you'd completely lose your street cred so next up we're going to take a break here and we're going to jump in to this what makes a fake one fake you know how can you tell right off the bat so we're going to take a little break let's go into it All right, we are back from the break. Now let's get into the fun stuff, okay? These are the surefire ways to impress your friends. You know, if you see somebody wearing a watch and, you know, you could, you from, from what I'm about to tell you, you could definitely tell that this is fake if somebody was wearing a fake watch or if you were about to purchase one, somebody was trying to hawk it as a real, real deal. This is your way to get around that and say, Nah, 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 nah. You know, I listen to this, this podcast and, you know, he's saying something else. So anyways, let's get into it. Listen for the telltale tick, 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 rather than a much more rapid ticking noise. On standard watches, the motion of the second hand is jerky and truncated because the majority of them are just quart watches. Okay, they're quartz watches. The second hand shifts abruptly from each second position to the next. If you listen carefully, you can usually hear a quiet tick, tick, tick from this motion. On the other hand, Rolexes and a lot of other fine watches have second hands that move almost perfectly smoothly because they have an automatic movement rather than the quartz watches, which don't. Because of this, Rolex does not make a ticking noise. If you hear a slow ticking noise coming from your watch, this is a dead giveaway that you're not wearing a real Rolex. Uh, The noise you hear should be much faster than a battery-operated watch. And I'm going to show that right here. So listen to it. So that was an example of just what a Rolex would sound like very close up. You know, it's not as loud as, you know, what you're hearing, but that it's a really nice sound. It really is. Okay. Secondly, let's look for the jerky second hand motion. Okay. As noted above, Rolexes have second hands that smoothly sweep across the face of the watch rather than jerking from one position to the next. That's a, a dead giveaway. Anytime um, I look at a watch, I actually look at that because it's such a cool look when it's smoothly going rather than that jerkiness okay so look at your watch's second hand carefully does it turn smoothly tracing the path of a perfect circle around the edge of the watch's face or does it appear to speed up slow down or kind of jerk as it turns okay if the second hand's motion is anything less than a silky smooth transition you may have an imitation on your hands or on your wrist i guess 
In fact, if you look extremely close, a real Rolex's second hand motion isn't perfectly smooth. Many models actually have at a speed of about eight tiny movements per second. Okay, it's kind of like a frame rate. Some models even have slower speeds. To the naked eye, however, this motion is usually undetectable. So the second hand looks like it's moving pretty smoothly. Okay, another big, this is a huge one. Okay, look for fake magnification of the date. Many, but not all, Rolexes have a small dial or window that displays the date. Usually, this is on the right side of the watch face, kind of near the, the three o'clock position. To make this dial easier to read, some Rolexes include a small magnification lens. Uh, sometimes they call it like a cyclops in the glass over the dial. This part is difficult to counterfeit. Okay, so many fake Rolexes will actually have something that appears to be a magnification panel, but on close inspection, it actually is only ordinary glass. If the magnification panel over the date dial doesn't actually seem to make the date numbering any larger, you probably have a fake. Actual Rolex magnification windows should magnify the date up to 2.5 times. So, you know, if you're not a math mathematician, you know, on the fly, it should be at least double the size, okay? So 2.5, at least double. So double or more, you know, at least three times, I guess, if you're going to round up, but I'm no mathematician. So the date should take up nearly the entire window. That's kind of the point of it. So they're going to utilize it as much as possible. Some good counterfeits will magnify the date, however, but often not to the point where the entire window is filled because that does get expensive and it's, it's very intricate. Okay. They will also not be centered over the date exactly. Be suspicious of a magnification window that looks glued on imperfectively or off-center. That's a huge giveaway. All right. Okay, so loosen the stem and roll back the hands to change the date. It should change to the previous date when it goes down to the sixth position, not at the 12. This is virtually impossible to replicate. Okay, this is more of a hands-on approach. You may not be able to just see this, but if you do pick one up and you you know you do that, you loosen the stem and roll back the hands. Um, it should change to the previous date when it goes down to the sixth position, not at the twelve. So, if it doesn't do that, it's fake. So, yeah. So uh, another thing that we usually go through is kind of lifting it. So if you have the chance to actually lift it. Okay, feel for a suspiciously lightweight Rolex. Real Rolexes are constructed from real metal and real crystal, and they have some heft to them because of that. Okay, they should feel solid and substantial in your hand and on your wrist. I mean, it should feel like a million bucks. I know it doesn't foster in the million dollars, but still, it should feel like a million bucks. You should feel like a million bucks wearing this guy. They should feel solid and, you know, just there. They should feel present. If your Rolex feels lightweight, it may not be the highest quality. It may be lacking some of the metal uh, used in many of the models of Rolex or may just be constructed entirely from substandard materials, you know, aluminum, blah, blah, blah. So again, uh, moving on, look for a clear backside to the watch. Some imitation Rolexes feature a clear glass back, which allows you to see the inner workings of the watch. Okay, while that, that looks awesome, it's like a glass bottom bow, you know, awesome. This clear backing may or not be the concealed 
may not be concealed beneath a removable metal cover. In fact, no current models of Rolex contain this sort of clear case back. So if your watch has this feature, it is not a true Rolex. Only a few Rolexes have ever been made with a clear case. And they were all exhibition models strictly so you could see the inner workings of it. It should not be worn out. And if you do have one and if someone's boasting about it, call them on it. Say, yo, that's fake. Okay, you can quote me on that one. Okay. It is thought that counterfeiters add this clear case back to help vendors sell watches to unwitting customers by allowing them to view the workmanship inside the watch. Inexperienced customers may be wowed by the inner workings of the watch rather than alerted by the fact that they can see something. You know, that the, the fact that they can see it is actually the, the issue, which is funny. So look for non-metal construction. Take your Rolex and turn it over. Examine the back of your watch. It should be made of a smooth, unmarked, high-quality metal. If the band is not made of leather, it should be made from a high-quality metal construction as well. If any part of the watch's construction is made from plastic or a thin, cheap-looking metal like aluminum, you're dealing with a fake. Okay, these quantities or these qualities are clear signs that corners were cut during the manufacturing of the watch. Rolexes are made from only the finest materials. No expense is ever spared in the creation of each watch. So they're not going to use subpar quality items at all. Never. In addition, if the back casing of the watch appears to be made from metal, but can be removed to reveal a plastic inner case, the watch is not genuine. Okay. Now, the Submariner, which is a type of their watch. Actually, I think it's the biggest seller because I think Rolex started originally as a diver's watch. Like that was what brought them into the industry because of its, um, you know, diving was very hot, very sexy. Let's get some good watches on these people's hands and, you know, make them famous uh, for that. So test the watch's water tightness, okay? One surefire way to determine whether a Rolex, a supposed Rolex is real or not is to see if it's waterproof. All Rolex watches are made to be perfectly airtight. If your watch leaks even a little bit, it's probably not the real thing. To test whether your watch is waterproof, fill a cup with water, make sure the stem is screwed on tightly, and dunk the watch into the cup for several seconds and take it out. The watch should be working perfectly fine and you shouldn't see any water inside the dial. If you do, you have a fake on your hands. Obviously, if you want if the watch is fake, this test can harm or you know, even ruin the watch. So in the event of water damage, you may be forced to take the watch to an experienced repairman or even buy a new one entirely. So if you're not comfortable with these possibilities, try to rely on some other tests, but you've probably got a fake. Note that the Submariner is the only Rolex watch designed for deep water use. So, you know, high pressures while other Rolexes should be fine in the shower and swimming pools and may leak under more serious aquatic conditions, you know, very deep diving, things of that nature. So when all else fails, compare your watch just to the real thing. If you've got a, if you know you have confirmed real watches at home and you got a really good deal on this watch, you know, and you're like, man, I don't know. I got a really good deal on this. I don't think it's real. And if those top, because I tell you, man, they say now is the worst time. Uh, not the worst time for counterfeiters because they are making real close uh, 
forgeries. These are really close. And we're talking professionals can't tell the difference. So when we're going through these, you know, these, some of these may not even eliminate the fact that you have a fake one. So when all else fails, compare the watch to the real thing. If you're still not sure if your watch is real, Rolex, um, it can be helpful to compare the way your watch looks the way it's supposed to look. So the Rolex websites always contain a catalog of all the watches that Rolex produces with multiple pictures of each, very intricate pictures, very high quality. Find the model of the watch you have on the Rolex site, then compare the appearances of your watch to that of the available reference images. So pay special attention to the dial. Is everything laid out where it should be? Is your watch, um, does it have an extra dial, like a chronograph or a, a date dial? Okay, is it in the right place? Are all the inscriptions identical? because they are all going to be. Is the lettering the same? Font, that's a big thing, okay? Is Rolex in that beautiful Rolex font? If you can answer no to any of these questions, you probably have a fake. Rolex's brand is famous for its quality of its craftsmanship, okay? Noticeable errors are extremely rare, okay? Next up, look for the serial number. Some expert made counterfeits uh, won't be easy to tell apart from actual Rolexes. That's as we mentioned before, they are getting really good. So to spot these, you may need to examine the watch's tiny and intricate detail work, which is the hardest part of the watch to fake because it's so intricate because it requires professionals. And these, you know, as professional as some of these counterfeiters may be, I mean, these are, these are people that take 10 years, you know, to do some of this intricate work for Rolex. And of course, if the counterfeiters are doing it, they're just going to get into the Rolex game. They're not going to be hawking these fake ones. So to start, try to find your watch's serial number. This will require you to remove the band. You can usually do this by pushing the joint, holding the band to the watch out of its place with a a thumbtack or just some similar sized object. However, if you're uncomfortable with this, you can also have a professional do it for you. I know I would be uncomfortable with it. I don't want to break anything, especially something so expensive. The serial number should be located between the lugs at the 6 o'clock end of the dial. The lettering on the serial number should be perfect and precise with fine lines. Some counterfeiters use an acid etching method, which produces serial number markings with a noticeable sandy appearance under magnification. Between the opposite set of lugs, there should be another similar marking. This is the case reference number and will be labeled with the words, Orig, so O-R-I-G, Rolex design. An official Rolex will have sharp and detailed engraving located between those lugs. Counterfeiters often try to mimic these engravings. The result often appears like the serial number has been roughly etched into the casing. Note that it is possible to look the date. Okay. Note that it is possible to look the date of your watch's manufacturers up with the serial number. So several handy online resources can help you with that. So you're just going to have to kind of look those up. But you can always look up the date of your watch's manufacturer with the serial number. That's what they're for. Okay. Another one is to look for the crown at the 6 o'clock. Starting in the early to mid-2000s, Rolex began etching the trademark crown logo into crystal of the watch's dials. It's right in the crystal. If your watch was made in the past decade or so, you may be able to see this tiny mark of uh, authenticity. Using a magnifying glass or a jeweler's lens to carefully examine the glass, 
at the six o'clock end of the watch's dial. Look for the Rolex crown logo. The same design as the much larger logo, kind of at the opposite end of the dial there. The etching you are looking at is, you know, really, really tricky to see. And it's they put that there. So someone can 100% see the genuinity of this. But, you know, it's not a naked eye. You've got to look at it. So um, you may not be able to use that as a, a finite point when you're on the street looking for some. Um, and then you may not just be able to spot it on a friend's, you know, wrist. You know, it'd be weird to get that close anyway. So that itching is kind of like the nail in the coffin right there. If you can, if you can look at that, that's going to be kind of a dead giveaway if it's real or not. Okay. Well, that was a lot to talk about. So let's go into break here. And then we're going to jump into the third section of this particular episode. So one of my favorite examples of crime doesn't pay is actually in 2010. What you're hearing right now is 7,000 replica Rolex watches were smooshed with a steamroller in front of the press cameras as a culprit was sent to jail for six months. Okay. And we're back. We are going to be talking about in this leg of this journey together, finding out all about Rolexes and their authenticity is where this stuff kind of gets found. Uh, Where do you stumble upon this stuff? Now, originally, uh, it was definitely in person. Originally, it was Chinatowns. It was notorious places for knockoffs, counterfeits, and overall replicas. Uh, But now it's gotten a little trickier because you're not exactly going to places that are known for knockoffs and the genuinity is, you know, not up to question because when you're ordering online, like let's say uh, eBay, you know, there's a hot ticket word where it's saying a replica of or they just full on just say this is a genuine Rolex, you know, you're getting the product later um, they may take enough photos for you to determine whether it's real or not, but base it solely on the price. If you're getting too good of a deal, you're getting too good of a deal. So eBay, um, there's notorious websites like AliExpress.com. That's, uh, you know, you're talking 90 cents for a, a Submariner. I don't think that's, I don't think that's real. So that's going to be like a use your noggin kind of situation. Facebook marketplaces, uh, you can run into that on there. And that is a meetup. So if you ever do, you know, you could actually be legit purchasing a real Rolex on Facebook marketplace, but it's going to be priced, you know, accordingly. And you do get the opportunity to look it over and utilize some of these, uh, you know, descriptions that we've been through, these methodologies that we've been through in this episode, you you can utilize that there. You can look at it and say, hey, no, 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 no. You know, we're either going to renegotiate price here down to, you know, double digits. Uh, if it's if it's fake, you know, if you don't care if it's fake and you just want it at home, whatever. Okay. That is what it is. You know, it happens. So, you know, this is pretty useful for that kind of stuff for meetups. I think Craigslist still does that. Uh, overseas, big. Okay. In local markets, sometimes I've been to Mexico a couple times. In Mexico City, they've got markets that are flooded with 
fake counterfeit items, just a plenty. And, you know, they will say it is real, real stuff, you know, genuine, genuine, genuine. Um, places like India, I think they'll tell you first copy, which is like a good copy. You know, they'll say the word first copy, first copy. So it's a, it's a really good one, but um, still fake. But, you know, it is what it is. So re- just remember, if you are going online and looking up uh, cheap Rolex, just remember that replicas are still illegal uh, if they're attempting to infringe on businesses of the original product. So just know that it is still illegal to uh, get one. So if you are coming back through customs, it can get taken. So you may need to wear it on the way back. I don't think they check your wrists. I don't know. I mean, I've never run into that. Uh, they usually just check your bags and, you know, you have to claim stuff. And if you don't, it's a big cost. So guys, that is actually going to be it for this episode. Um, there's plenty to talk about with this. And this is strictly just Rolex. I mean, think about the watch industry in general. It's pretty volatile when it comes to counterfeit items. So that's going to be it for this. I know we've went over our traditional uh, time frame, but Remember, with faked items, there are those who produce them, those who purchase them, and those that listen to this podcast. I will see you guys in the next episode. See ya.